Listen to this episode so you can learn about the part-time entrepreneur. Skid it. This is the Come Up Steps to Success podcast with your hosts, James Lawson and Courtney Steven. All right, so we're really going to be on a more of an interview type. Yeah, see, well, really, let's let's break it down and tell the people, bring them inside our minds, let them know what's going on. The Come Up. It's a podcast that's all about the grind, starting somewhere, ending up somewhere else, more successful with everything that you would envision. So we explore the ins and outs of this journey from nothing to something. But instead of just giving you skills and ideas, sometimes we want to step back and actually talk to people who did it or people who are doing it. And see what are the real life examples that they can offer up for us. So we're going to start out here at home. And on today's episode, me, Courtney, I'm going to talk to the boy Jimmy. And we're going to find out a little bit more about his entrepreneurial journey. So Jimmy. What up, what up, what up? Would you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I would, but by certain definitions, some people wouldn't consider me an entrepreneur because I'm not full-time. I'm right now on the part-time entrepreneurship journey because I'm a full-time employee, account manager. And because I spend most of my time there, I don't put full-time into my business. So some people might not consider me an entrepreneur, but I consider myself a part-time entrepreneur. You know, I am working on my business. I'm working on several ideas and several businesses to help, you know, put together something that I can then eventually step into and say, okay, this is my full-time grind. So would you say it's fair to say that you're working on developing something that eventually will be full-time? Correct. Definitely. I think it's very important, especially for where I am in my life. Uh, You know, I have a little girl. She's about to be five months tomorrow. Um, I got to make sure that I'm bringing home the bacon to take care of, you know, what's important. So I can't right now just jump into the full vehicle not knowing that I'm going to have a stable income to take care of the necessities that my family needs. But that's just being responsible, right? Like at the end of the day, you got to you got to take care of your priorities first. And then as most entrepreneurs do, you grind when you have time. Definitely, definitely. And I find that right now because I just started this new uh job, I'm kind of struggling with the balance between you know, being that employee and being the entrepreneur that, you know, in my heart, I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. I know that. But uh, at the end of the day, I have certain things that I need to learn. So I think as the of the entrepreneurship journey has um, a full-time, a lifestyle entrepreneur, as some people would say. I don't know if you listen to Lewis Howes, but a yeah. lifestyle entrepreneur where your lifestyle is your business. And so that's what I'm working up to. And right now in the position that I'm in, I'm in a learning position. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can. You know, I'm with people that are running their businesses full time and I'm trying to ask them questions. And I'm also working with people that are on the part time grind too, building up their business so that we can learn together. Definitely. I mean, I read a book called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferriss talks a lot about lifestyle design and really that's his career, you know, angel investor, somebody who believes in micro vacations and all of the benefits that come with being an entrepreneur in the style that he has formed his business to be. But for you, I mean, I mean, I watch you from close. I get to see 
you're working hard, man. But like for all the people out there who are also trying to do something like that, like what are some of the challenges you you spoke on finding balance? It's tough to find the balance. What are some of the the challenges that you're facing specifically as in, you know, not having enough time or maybe the time that you do have, you know, maybe you're drained or you're out of it. You got other things. Like you said, you got a young daughter you got to take care of. Like, what are some of the time challenges that you have finding balance and and how do you try to work around those? Yeah, definitely. So uh, to give a little background story, my daughter was born in March. So 2017. Um I went on parental leave, so was getting a little bit of income, but I had more time so I could spend time with my family, but I also had more time to work on my business ideas. So that's when I was in the full grind. Uh, if you follow me on Spoken Laws or if you follow me on Mr. Jimmy Law, you'll see that I was dropping videos, you know, once a week and I was working really hard. And then uh, daughter comes, you know, bills start piling up and you need to get back to the full time grind. So I went and looked out for a full-time job. So now that full-time job was a nine to five. That kind of disrupted my schedule because during the day, that's when I did a lot of my work. And then while my my little girl's up, you know, that's when I spent the time with her and my family. So that disrupted my schedule right there. So I had to kind of, you know, figure out what's the balance. So for me, waking up a little bit earlier in the morning, get some reading done. If I have a little project that I need to finish up, get some projects done in the morning, head over to work. By the time I get back, you know, spend some time with my family while they're, you know, while my little girl's awake, while my my girl's alert, you know, we're doing work together, we're having fun together. But then towards the end of the night, when it's time to kind of, you know, close the books for the night, I'll try to get a little bit done then too. But I know right now I'm not the most efficient. You know, I'm not getting a lot done. I'm getting small bits, uh, small bits of projects done. Would you say that's because it's just the end of the day? I would say because right now I haven't found the time management that's going to work with me completing projects that have to do with my business and also still balancing the time to spend quality time with my family. So right now, uh, the priority list is obviously uh, my career, which is with my job, getting, you know, making sure that I can move to the position where I'm going to make the most money there because it fits into my long term plan. The second thing is my family, making sure I'm spending quality time with them. And right now, my business has been put on the third, uh, you know, the third priority. And I'm trying to make sure that they're all a priority with equal pies, but some things have more value at this very moment than other things. So, and I mean, there's one thing that people say, and it's like, you got to go all or nothing. But at the end of the day, we all have to be realistic, right? This this journey that we're all on is unique to each of us. So for you, this is what works for you. On, a, on any given day, when do you think you wake up? Uh, I wake up on average 7.30, around 7.30. And how many hours of sleep do you try to get per night? I try to get seven but I'm right now I'm teetering on about six, six and a half. Right. Well, I mean, for me, I'm somewhere in the same range, like six to seven hours sleep. That's kind of just what works for me. Uh, I would definitely suggest you try and get eight if you can, but I'm similar to you, different, different circumstance, but everything's not ideal as it is on paper and you got to make it work. The only, only time it really becomes a struggle or an issue is if, you're turning around saying you don't have time and you can't figure it out, but then you're wasting time doing other stuff. Obviously, you got a lot on your plate and taking care of home, that's always got to be number one. I feel like no matter what you're doing, you can't sacrifice time with your family to make more money because you're not going to be able to spend that money with your family when they're gone. Exactly. And I think when they say go all out, 
it really depends on what you're going all out into. Because if you have the opportunity to, you know, spend your time and your energy going all out in one domain. So let's say, you know, back in college, football was the only thing and then school, you know, that so that's what I was going 120%. And I didn't have to worry about, you know, getting a job or any of those little things. Yeah, I worked a little bit of part time here and there. But those weren't I wasn't trying to build a career. I wasn't trying to provide for a family. But now where, you know, I can't just say, hey, family, you know, you're off to the side. I want to go haul out in my business. I can't just do that, right? So I go all out in the three main areas that are important to me right now, which is my family, my career, and then my business. And in terms of career, your career is very, very long. So I look at it like this, and I have this, I wrote this down, and I talked with my partner about this. You know, there was a, between now, when I just recently graduated in, uh, in June, between now and the next five years, it's all about learning. It's all about becoming an expert in one field. And so that field that I've chosen is sales. So if I can invest my time and focus on going all out in, in understanding how to become an expert in sales, now when it becomes, when I'm 30 to 35, that's all about executing. That's all about putting together the ideas that I've had and said, okay, you know what? I'm working on the skills right now, but the ideas I've had, I can execute at full strength because I know I'm an expert in this industry. So we're working on a business right now. And that business idea is no longer an idea. It was an idea. Now we're putting it into practice. But again, we're still learning to get over the bumps and the hurdles and you know any of the hiccups that happen. But in a few years, we'll be experts at that. And that's when I can say, okay, you know what? This is making profit. This is bringing in revenue. I can now say, I don't know. I no longer need this job. I can now go full-time in my business. And that way I can go 120% in the business and the family. And I don't need to work on, or I don't need to rely on a stable source of income through employment. Hey, I don't know if you guys heard that out there, but what I took out of what you just said is your time has to be occupied by this job that you've got because bills have to get paid. That's just, that's just reality. That's life. But while those bills are getting paid and you're spending that time, you're still managing to pull relevant experience out of that work that is going to translate into developing you personally to make you better able to execute on your own plan. When the time comes, when the whistle blows, you're going to show up and you're going to be prepared. So I think it's important that lesson that you kind of, inadvertently shared is like always find value in what you're doing if you're going to spend time doing something anything you got to take lessons out of it you got to make it valuable to you you got to make sure that you're not just spinning your wheels in one space in one spot and then three four five weeks from now you know three four five months from now you're not in the same spot because you're learning you're growing no matter what happens, no matter what you're working on, you can be developing skills and those skills are going to be transferable. Sales is everywhere. You know, definitely in entrepreneurship, you're going to have to master the art of sales, closing, talking to people, you know, appealing to their interests, appealing to their needs, listening, empathizing, finding out what it is that they want. These are all skills that you have to develop no matter what it is. If you're in you know, technology or you're, you know, selling soft goods at the retail store, everybody has to be able to do sales. So I agree. But let's um let's dive a little bit deeper. I know you had mentioned it in passing. You said spoken laws, spoken laws. You want to uh, just dive into that a little bit and tell people what is spoken laws and, um, you know, how did it get started? Yeah, so Spoken Laws is um, my business where I, it's an educational company, 
Uh, we assist high school students with transitioning through the school system to get to their desired uh, destination. So whether that be entrepreneurship, whether that be the workforce, or whether that be getting into post-secondary school. So we assist high school students through workshops, uh, keynote presentations, digital mentorship programs. So these are some uh, tools that we provide with stu- we provide for students so that they can achieve their goals. Now, how did that get started? Funny story. Uh, this is my second business. So I'll talk a little bit about my first business, which was not something that I didn't, I didn't create this business. So it's uh, called, it was called Wake Up Now, multi-level marketing. So you should remember that, Courtney. Yeah, I was definitely involved and we were over there with our Wake Up Now login information. Just Yeah. And so that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. Now, the thing that I didn't like about uh, Wake Up Now was that it wasn't my original idea. I didn't have control of or the process. Right. I didn't have control over what I thought was out uh, providing value to customers or clients. So I kind of took a step away from multi-level marketing. I said, okay, what can I do where I'm utilizing my skills, you know, the knowledge and the experiences that I've gained. And so I thought about uh, something called who's up next and who's up next. The idea behind that was that at any given moment, you could be called up to action. You might have to take a spot. So that really comes down to my sports background, you know, playing football, uh, you know, a person goes down, you got to step up to the plate. So you have to be ready at any given moment. So what I was doing was just writing little blogs here and there for uh, personal development reasons, you know, uh, how to, you know, how to communicate, how to develop confidence, things like that. And so that translated into me starting a youth night at my church. So I started just speaking on the topics that I was writing about. And eventually, you know, um, I was asked to preach in front of the church. So when I was asked to preach, uh, this was my first time kind of uh, delivering a message that I had believed in. And when I delivered the message, people came up to me, you know, young, old and said, you really touched me. Uh, I really appreciate this message that you shared. So from that moment, I said, okay, you know what, I might have a gift with speaking. And so what I did was I I asked, I created a little program, kind of took the youth night, expanded into a, like a, a few weeks program. And I called up some teachers, asked them for help. The first teacher I messaged said, plain out, I can't help you. You can't just walk into the school with a program and expect me to back you. And so I didn't understand what that meant. And that could have been something where I just gave up and said, oh, no, there's no schools that are going to accept me. But I kept working at it. I kept running the program with one of the students or one of the kids at my church to just kind of get used to teaching, get used to going through the program. And then I asked one of my football coaches, like, hey, you know, I got this program that I'm looking to get into schools. And he said, you know what? I have a program too. We can do a collaboration and we work together. And that's how Spoken Laws was born. Um, it really just came down to not taking no for an answer and really just looking deep inside of me and, and finding out what were my gifts, what were my strengths and how could I utilize that to make the world a better place? Man, that's sick. That's, I like that. That's a good story because it's real in that it seemed like you didn't know where you were going to end up when you started out on that journey. And I, f- I feel the same way now listening to you. I got a couple questions that I want to hit on, but. First, before we get too far away from it, you talked about multi-level marketing or network marketing. It's something that I did too. It's something that I've watched people, you know, close to me also take part in. There's a lot of mixed reviews on it. There's obviously some companies are better than others. Uh, Some products you can really get behind and believe in while others, you know, they're here today, gone tomorrow. But just as far as a general idea, network marketing, where, you know, you've got to 
sell a product to somebody and then they turn around and they sell products to other people or services. What What's your take on multi-level marketing for young, ambitious entrepreneurs who may not have their own idea yet? Is it a good experience? Is it something that you recommend or is it kind of a waste of time? Like how, do, how does your experience with MLM fit into who you are now? Listen, no matter what, they can say, hey, you know, working at McDonald's is horrible. Or they'll say being a janitor is horrible. At the end of the day, what you learn from these different organizations are skills that you can take anywhere in the world. So for multi-level marketing, I remember getting started and people were saying, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. It's a scam. Don't get involved. I still said yes, and I still went about it. And I got to meet people that were like-minded, people that wanted to hustle, people that wanted to start their own businesses. And then I started learning about networking. I started learning about organizing teams. I started learning about writing down um, manuals so that you can hand them to your teammates so that they can be able to automate the process. Now, these are things that, you know, you might think, oh, well, did you make any money? No, I didn't make money. In fact, I lost $600. It was a $600 lesson that for the rest of my life, I will. I, I feel like I learned more within those six months than I learned at my four to five years of university because the things that I learned there are now skills that I'm using in my entrepreneurship journey. So any young, ambitious, if you're in sales, if you want to be an entrepreneur, get involved. Primerica, I've done it. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot about um, the finance industry, but it's also another great multi-level marketing company that you can get involved in. World Financial Group, that's another great one. In fact, it doesn't really matter which organization it is. As long as you know you can provide value and the products you believe in because you use those products personally, I guarantee you, you will enjoy your experience and you will learn so much that you can take into your any other business idea you have and you'll be successful. It's key that you believe in the product, though. I mean, I, I co-sign a lot of what you said right there. I feel it puts you in a group of people who are like-minded, who are pushing, who are aggressive. It teaches you how to accept failure as you know, a learning lesson or a stepping stone towards your next victory. You got to you gotta take a lot of no's to get to that yes in the MLM world. But um, yeah, you definitely got to believe in your products and it's got to be something you could fully get behind because I feel like people only get scared to ask for the sale when they feel like they're sneaking it on somebody. But once you really have that product that you believe in, You've put in the work, you know the value it can deliver to somebody because you've experienced it for yourself, then you have no problem asking people to exchange, you know, dollars for products or services because you know that they're getting that fifty-one forty-nine. They're getting more than they're paying for. They're you're delivering value, you're improving on their current circumstance or your life. Man, yeah, MLM, great stuff. Networking, huge for networking. Now especially this day and age with a lot going on on social media. Uh, we just ran a camp this week. We did, you know, speed and skills camp paired up with Pierre's elite performance from Mississauga. TFT fitness came out, optimized potential. We had the legacy coaching. We had, you know, a whole bunch of people came out, a whole bunch of people came out. How do you feel like collabs and networking play a role for entrepreneurs, especially in your experience, has there been any, you know, people that you've worked with who've who've made a big difference, people who you've liked to work with or 
how does how do you see networking? How does that fit into your strategy of what you do? Um, I'll definitely tell you this, that networking is probably one of the weakest aspects of my entrepreneurship game. And that's something that I'm working on heavily right now in the sense that I'm trying to reach out to people. Um, I'm trying to put myself out there more too, so that make people reach out to me also. Uh, I know growing up, I wasn't the most, uh, you know, social guy. Um, so reaching out to people is almost something that I always have to kind of force myself to do, but networking is super important. And uh, the reason why that it is important is because, I, Hey, I wouldn't have been involved in overtime football if I didn't somehow meet you and, you know, put myself out there to kind of get to know you. And that might've started in the football world initially, but you know, it all came to, Hey, you're doing something that, you know, I want to be doing. Can you help me out? And I remember we worked out together and that's how our relationship has transcended from football to entrepreneurship to lifetime to lifetime friends. You know, I was at your wedding. So networking is super important in the sense that it's more than just business and it's more than just what you can get out of the person you build, you end up building lifelong relationships with people. And the next, the thing about collaboration that's so important is that nobody has ever accomplished anything significant by themselves. It's almost impossible to build an, up an empire with your own two hands. You need help from other people. So collaboration is huge because you learn things from other people. You learn how to execute better when you colla- collaborate with people. You learn that, oh, this is, I didn't know that I could do this with this program, you know? And then also people have different skills, you know? Somebody's good at video editing. Somebody's good at audio engineering. Somebody's good with creating ideas. Boom, you can have a podcast and a vlog just like that, you know? I take uh, overtime football for an example. There are so many, like you said, you just mentioned six different businesses that came together to put together an event that impacted many lives today. And so collaboration, bigger than just getting your, than bigging, building your business, it's about the lifelong relationships that will help you down the line. hundred percent. And also when you, you mix those collaborations, you get those different perspectives in a room together. You usually get something that's never been done before, or it brings your game to that another level, you know, to just, oh, I didn't, I didn't see it like that, but now I understand it makes so much sense. Or, man, I like that flavor that you brought. That's nice. So given that everybody's got their own specialties, their own experience, let me ask you this. What is your superpower? My superpower is creative thinking. And the ability to communicate and infect people's spirit with words. That's my superpower. Um, And I think to make sure that everybody gets something out of what I just said, it's not even about the superpower. Because Batman is one of the greatest superheroes and he has no superpower. It's about understanding what your strengths are. It's about understanding how you can use your strengths to make an impact in this world. And I'll tell you this. I've been speaking since I was probably three weeks old. And I would say that because my daughter started cooing at three weeks. So I'm just assuming she got it from me. But at the end of the day, I didn't know speaking was a strength of mine until I was put into a position where I could use speaking to change people's lives. And so what I'm saying right now is put yourself in opportunities, put yourself in positions to utilize any strength that you have, even if you think that it's not, it's something that isn't significant. So I'll give you an example. I played sports pretty much my whole life, but I didn't take sports to the uh, level that I wanted to reach. And so I thought, okay, 
Uh, the only talent is sport is is athletic ability or singing. Speaking is a strength, and the ability to be able to communicate an idea is a strength. Many people have ideas, but they don't know how to communicate them. So really, just dig deep, look inside, and find out what do people say. Wow. I can't believe you just did that or wow, that seems so easy to you. And look at that and see how you can add value into the world using those skills. That's awesome, man. Well, almost getting down to the end of the of the interview here. Uh, I just got a couple more questions for you that I really want to touch on before we wrap this thing up. But every entrepreneur, they need to have a vision. One book that me and you, we we share a lot of books. We go back and forth. But one book that always pops up. Simon Sinek, start with why. If you could lay it out there for everybody to see and just tell us what your big, hairy, audacious goal is, what your vision is, if everything works out, all your obstacles are taken down, all the barriers are overcome, what does success look like for you? Man, that's a very loaded question. Definitely. Uh, because I could, I could go into super, super detail because I visualize a lot of the things that I want to accomplish. I've written them down in great detail. This is an exercise you've obviously already done. Yeah. So, you know, but to keep it short and simple, because we don't have an hour for me to just get excited about what I want to accomplish in life to keep it short and simple success to me looks like a couple different things because there's some things I can't measure, measure, you know, Obviously, you can measure how much is in your bank account. You can measure how many cars you want, how big your house is. But I want to make sure that I leave behind a legacy for my daughter. And the reason why is because growing up, you know, my parents did so much to get here to Canada from Nigeria. And my mom, she's left a legacy by starting a church. My father has left a legacy by, you know, starting multiple businesses and going back to Nigeria to become a politician. So they've really made me realize that, no matter where you come from, you know, my mom came from a small village that nobody would really know about except if she told you. And my dad came from a, a place where, you know, he was one of many, 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 many children. You know what I'm saying? So it almost feels like so small, but they've made such a huge impact in people's lives and in my life. So I feel like I have to make a bigger impact in my family's life and especially in my kids' life so we can carry on this loss in name and carry on that legacy. That's So that's what success looks like for me in one aspect. But in the other aspect where, you know, I'm an athlete, so I, I get competitive and so I like trophies. You know, there are a few goals that I want to hit. And so I'm 25, so I'm going to put it out on this podcast because it's going to be on the internet forever. Speak it into existence. But, you know, I'm trying to be on that 30 for 30 list. 30 under 30, sorry. I'm trying to be on that 30 under 30 list. That's one of my goals. And then also one of my big, big, that's big, for the, big, That's big for goals. the top entrepreneurs, 30 years or younger. And for my big, you know, humongous goals that, you know, I sometimes just get scared when I say it to myself. I'm trying to hit a Billy in net worth by 45. Um, there is no millionaires in my family. Nine zeros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy. I'm trying to I'm trying to hit a billionaire by 45. And the way I see it is that they said your first million is the hardest, and then your first billion is even harder than that. But they said once you get to the million, it's easier to get to the billion. Hey. So the first goal is to make a milli and then make 10 and then make a hundred and then get to a billion. So I'm putting it out there into the world. If anybody is trying to get to the same level as me, 
Let's connect because we can all help each other get there. Come hit your boy at Mr. Jimmy Lawson. He's chasing a Billy. I'm chasing a Millie. I would do with a couple hundred thousand, but it doesn't matter for now. We're all just grinding. Man, Jimmy, today we took people inside the brain of a young mastermind. We tried to show him a little bit behind the scenes, pull back the curtain, introduce the Wizard of Oz to the people of the comeuppodcast.com. But now that we're leaving, I'm going to ask you one last parting question, and then we're just going to fade to black. If you had 30 seconds to speak to your community, this is the last thing that they're going to hear from you. Give them something, give them some motivation, give them some words of wisdom or something that they can take and they can run with so that tomorrow they're going to be better off than they were today. I'll say this. You literally only have one life to live. Just one. It's not a video game. You can't restart. You can't say, let me try this level over again. So... Live that life to the maximum by doing the things that make you happy, by doing the things that you're going to love to do, by doing the things that when you reach 90, when you reach 100, you can look back and say, I did that for me and I did that for the people that I love. That's all I got to say. Keep chasing. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend. We would appreciate if you left us a review. A link can be found in the show notes. Be honest. Do you love the come up? Oh, 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 o